Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey you. Yes, you, passionate sports fan. If you'll give me less than 60 seconds, I want to tell you how you can start making as much as six figures per year and do it all around your passion for sports. Hi there, my name is Jim Parsons, and I know there are at least 14 different methods sports fans can use to start earning a solid income off of their love of sports, and I want to show you the system I've created that will start allowing you to profit from your love of the game and turn your favorite hobby into a profitable side hustle. Let's take you from being a hobbyist to a professional sports fan and show you how to make money in an industry you love. Go to sportssidehustle.com, that's sportssidehustle.com, and download my free startup guide. I'll explain to you the four fundamentals that you need to get started and then show you where to go if you want to learn more. Hey, the athletes don't need to be the only ones making money off of sports. Go to sportssidehustle.com today and let's get started. Hey all, welcome to another edition of the Sportster Show brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. In a second, we're going to have Norman Quarantine on with us. We're going to be breaking down Extreme Rules 2022 in WWE, that is this Saturday, the pay-per-view is coming up. We're going to be talking about all the matches, making our predictions, and really talking about this White Rabbit teaser, we assume, that is happening here at Extreme Rules. So we're going to break it all down on this episode of the Sportster Show. We hope that you enjoy. Folks, we are a couple days away from Extreme Rules WWE 2022. I got Norman Quarantine with the Sportster on here to talk about it, to break down the card, to go through the matches, and talk about these teasers that we've been talking about here for the last few weeks. Norman, how you doing? Good, man. And we're both with the Sportster. Yes. <laughs> yes. What did I say? Oh, you said I got Norm. Well, you said I got Norman Quarantine with the Sportster here, and oh, I was yes. like, "Well, you're with the Sportster too." We're both yes, sports. I am. I am also with the Sportster. I, we are both writing on a regular basis. We are both doing pod, podcasts weekly. Uh, yeah, we're both with the Sportster. Yeah, so go check out our stuff on thesportster.com. We, uh, yeah, we write a lot of stuff for that for that website. So yeah, we'd appreciate your support. Thanks for and, listening as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if you want to download the podcast, you can do so. Stream it, subscribe to it, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. All of that is greatly appreciated. 
Let's go through Extreme Rules because we've been talking about it. We've been writing about it. We've been you know covering this and we're ready for it. It is on Saturday. There's a lot going on here. There are not like the biggest stars in WWE. I don't know if they're, you could say that they're on this card, right? Like Roman right. Reigns has not got a match. Randy mm-hmm. Orton's not back. Uh, Cody Rhodes is still injured. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of the really, really big names in WWE are not on this card. That said, this card looks pretty interesting. On paper, it should be a very good pay-per-view. And I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by some stuff. And if the rumors of who might be showing up actually shows up, then it's a real win. So mm-hmm. let's go through some of these matches. Now, do you want to talk about the teaser of the White Rabbit first, or do you want to save it till the end? Let's save that till the end, since that could be that could end up being the uh, big, the, the sort of big talking point from the show once it's all said and done. So yeah, we can save that to the end. Okay, let's do that. So let's go through one of the the match, probably the match that I'm most excited for, which is going to be Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Now yeah. this, the Intercontinental Title match that happened between Sheamus and Gunther was awesome. The rematch that we're, I think we're getting on Friday SmackDown should also be really good. I am curious though, why they decided to have this match, the SmackDown version of this, the intercontinental mm-hmm. title match, the rematch Sheamus and Gunther two. why they did that right before extreme rules. Do you think that says anything? Like, is this a hint that they're going to be switching titles going into the pay-per-view or do you think that you can do that if you're WWE and go, why would we build this huge six-man tag match that everybody's really looking forward to? Yeah. And then have the title change just before it happens. Right. Yeah. It's definitely I I yeah, it's weird that that match is happening before this tag match. I feel like it kind of um I don't want to say cheapens it, but it's certainly it's certainly like I am looking forward to the to the six man at Extreme Rules. I think that's gonna be really good. I mean, I like everyone involved in that match obviously i think if you're going to pick a weak link out of all of them it's probably ridge holland but he's you know he's actually i think you know aside from the the biggie injury thing i think that he is actually he's actually like way better than he should be for how long he's been wrestling um so yeah i am looking forward to that match yeah i think it's weird that they've they've got that one-on-one on smackdown before i feel like maybe it should have been it almost should have been the other way around right you'd think typically they do the the tag matches featuring two people that are in a match at a pay-per-view before before the pay-per-view and then they do the one-on-one match at the pay-per-view but they're doing it the other way around now um yeah i'm intrigued i think i mean i don't know what's going to happen i i i i I assume that that water's going water's going to retain sorry gunther is going to retain and then that was a legitimate slip of uh slip of the tongue there uh i feel like gunther's going to retain and then um maybe the brutes win on saturday how about you you know what? I've, I had to make a prediction. I think that this match, and I, I don't normally condone this sort of booking because I think it's a mistake when you build up like a Seamus Gunther 2. Right. I think this is going to break down and we aren't going to get a finish and it's just going to be pure chaos. I think Brawling right. Brutes, Imperium. I think the sell here is to have this match and just everybody just beating the living crap out of each other heading mm-hmm. into the pay-per-view because what you're trying to do is sell the six-man tag and how crazy and physical and strong and tough and barbaric or whatever word you want to use to describe it. I think that's what they're selling. I don't know that you're necessarily, there is a component of Seamus winning this belt for the first time. He's never held the intercontinental championship. And I know that is something that he wants to do, but I could also see Seamus Gunther three. So I think maybe you have this match, you have it be a very physical affair. It lasts 15 minutes or so. 
And then everybody just gets involved. You throw the match out. You have your six-man tag on the pay-per-view. That goes whatever way it goes. I'm probably going to predict the Brawling Brutes on that one. But I would then have Sheamus Gunther 3. And if you want to switch the title at that point, then you switch the title at that point Mm -hmm. because you've built it up. It's really heavy. There's a lot going on there. There's a backstory that's incredible. And Sheamus and Gunther's had the title for a little while now. So wait, you know, a month and he still holds the title, and then you give it to Sheamus. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And I kind of think, I I, I mean, like I said, I think we both think that the Brawling Brutes are going to win on on Saturday. I'm not sure what that does for Imperium. I don't know if you think that that kind of damn it, because, you know, they haven't been like a main roster faction for very long. Um, I think, um, Eichner and okay, Eichner and Bartel, who are now Kaiser and <laughs> Vinci and Kaiser, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, just change them back. Just change those names back. <laughs> uh, it's too many. It's it's crazy. We had in NXT, it was you know Walter Eichner Bartel, and now they're on the main roster. They're still Imperium, but they've all, they've got well, three completely different names. Giovanni Vinci name doesn't make much sense to me because it's Italian, and this is a. I don't, I don't think is Imperium supposed to be a German group. Like, yeah. And he is, he is, I think he's, a, is he, is he Italian Fabian? Like, well, I, thought he's I like, don't know if he is or not, but the name sure sounds Italian well, he, and that's what they were doing with him on NXT. Yeah. And I think he, let me, let me just double check. Cause I feel like he's Italian, but I feel like, he, yeah, he's Italian, but I think he's from that like part of the sort of Alpi part. That's a little bit more culturally adjacent to like Switzerland. Um, so yeah, the, the changing it to a more sort of Italian name. Uh, Fabian Eichner certainly so, certainly fit the sort of Imperium brand a lot more than, uh, right, right. than Vinci for sure. But yeah, I don't know if you think them losing on Saturday is. I don't. I don't think it's p- going to damage them too badly. But you know, those two, those you know, Walter is probably uh, Gunther's probably not going to eat a pin or anything. But I feel like those two guys could have done with a nice little uh, victory on on a pay per view. Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually not that worried about it. I don't think that losing because these matches are so physical that mm. really anybody can win and anybody can lose. I'm with you. I wouldn't pin Gunther mm-hmm. uh, just because you need him to stay really strong and elevated and, and and not eat that pin yet. But especially if he is going to lose the Intercontinental Title at some point, you don't want mm-hmm. him losing twice. But mm-hmm. uh, I think either with a Kaiser or Vinci, whatever it is that you do, if that match is physical if everybody is really there's like nothing left they leave it all in the mat and it's all they've expended every little ounce of energy that they have anybody can take a pin here and it's probably not going to hurt them so uh mm-hmm. i wouldn't be too worried about that i think mm-hmm. the brawling brutes are due though because imperium has beaten them uh, you know true. a couple times now so I, this could be a show stealer this match it's, it could be uh, i feel confident with triple h booking that this could end up being a really bonkers um kind of a hardcore style match the type that we've seen in AEW quite a few times recently um but but with more meat slam meat slapping <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are they i don't remember what the phrase is but you, yeah i know what you're talking about the two big beef beef slamming boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> the um the as far as in-ring action goes yeah this is the match for me like this absolutely mm-hmm. and now the show stealer could be the teaser we're going to talk about at the end here but i think the in-ring action is this is going to be it so you're picking brawling brutes i'm picking brawling brutes correct 
Yeah, I think we're both going for the brutes here. And yeah, I'm a big I am a big fan of everyone in this match, really. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, I think Ludwig Kaiser is is I think he's great. I think he's really great. I think I can't wait to see him have like a singles run at some point. Cause... I like all six of these people. Yeah. Like there's not a single one of these guys am I not a fan of. Like yeah. all six of them I think are fantastic. And I think Seamus has really reinvented himself by being the leader of this group. I think Rich mm. Holland's strength is on display. I love butch like p dunn Mm -hmm. so interesting the way that he wrestles and stuff and i think it's very timely for this group i really like them okay yeah moving on to the i quit match between edge and finn balor i would assume that edge is probably going to win here but i wouldn't book it that way actually i would book it so that this is the first time if you really want to get judgment day over and i think wwe does i think you actually find a way to make edge quit because the whole buildup to this is that he will never do that yeah right that there's no way no amount of punishment no amount of a beating will edge ever say i quit i think you've got to make him say i quit and it's not i quit wwe it's just i quit this match and right that to me would really put judgment day in a good spot because Mm. if they could get edge the guy who would never quit to say he quits that that really elevates them to the point yeah. that I think you and I have both talked about in the past that you just, especially you, you're just like, I don't know if I'm feeling judgment day. Like I just, there's something about it. It isn't <clears throat> meshing for me. Yeah. I think this would really help. So if I'm booking this, I have edge lose and I right. actually have him say I quit. Now they can go a million ways. Cause there's really no DQ in these. So you can do whatever you want to do and get him to finally just say, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore go whatever whether it's another member or just a four-on-one beating or Rhea Ripley gets involved here whatever you got to do but I would have Edge quit that's how I would go yeah um I think there's a yeah there's a way to do that too right you could uh bring you can bring Beth Phoenix into the into the fray um kind of try to manipulate him in in a, in a way that you know there's there are other ways to make him quit that aren't just sort of like by physically uh beating him there's some sort of, there were there's like mental and, and psychological abuse that can be uh you know can be um committed on him um yeah i i think i i totally agree with what you're saying that i that you know a, a finn balor win would be probably the 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 more preferable way to to book it here and we did also have just a sort of um a few days ago there was a wrestle votes uh report that said that um you know, this is just a report as well, so take it with a pinch of salt. But we know that Triple H is a fan of Finn. Um, we've seen how he was booked in, in NXT, so we know that Finn Balor is a Triple H guy. Apparently, they, according to Russell Votes, apparently they have big plans for Finn. Mm-hmm. So this could be the this could be the launch pad for that uh, uh, if he if he does win. I I just can't see edge not winning on a, on the pay-per-view um but i again i wouldn't i i i can't see him losing but i wouldn't be mad if he did lose yeah there's just to me there's a lot of things you can do here whether you get aj styles involved because they've been teasing it whether you get rhea ripley involved because she sort of seems to be the silent leader even though the judgment day says there is no leader of this group and your wrestle votes report that you're talking about suggests that they're looking at balor as maybe potentially being the leader of this group um, but I also think you can actually get Edge over more by having him lose, even though it's kind of like when Stone Cold Steve Austin passed out. He was never going to quit. He just passed out, right? If you do that with Edge, where he just fights all the way to the bitter end and there's just nothing else he can do and he's given all he can give and you're just feeling so sorry for this guy because he's just taking a beating 
and be like, he just, there's nothing you can do. And he does finally quit. I think when he comes back after having quit, hit the momentum that hat that he has and the fire and motivate motivation, he'll have to, you know, get retribution for having to say, I quit. I think that's huge. I think that's really mm. a, an opportunity to get edge in a different place that he's never really been before. So mm-hmm. to me, I think he wins by losing here. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. Strap match, Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross. Uh, mm. This one is interesting to me because I feel like they really were building it up quite well. Then it sort of took a backseat a little bit. And, and the last SmackDown that we watched, um, it was kind of, I think, because of the Florida stuff and the hurricane and the travel plans, it felt like that show was a little bit more thrown together than might normally be the case. Mm. But they did end it with uh, Drew McIntyre uh, whipping Austin Theory with a real good strap shot. And mm. then we're going to get this match. I have a feeling we talked about Brawling Brutes and Imperium being physically brutal. I don't know, this match could match, like this one could match it. Like, I think that this is going to be, we're all going to be wincing like at how yeah. often and we're going to see pictures of both of their backs on social media when this is over and they just it's going to look like they probably were in so much pain during this yeah, whole thing definitely i don't know who wins though because i i'm not sure that Kieran cross has maybe gotten himself to that point where he looks like a main event guy mm-hmm. but i think if he beats drew mcintyre you could put him in the conversation on smackdown mm-hmm. but i don't know if you have drew mcintyre lose like I'm this is go, a tricky. It's a yeah, tricky one. I'm going to go carrying cross, but right. I'm not confident in that selection. Yeah, and I'm I'm the same. I think Cross is going to win. I think it would hit, but I also think I kind of feel like it was too early for this match. Like I, I think that I don't know. I feel like there maybe could have been other. I think Cross needed more obvious fodder than a big star like Drew McIntyre because I feel like you know. And look, it's, it's not going to, he could recover, McIntyre can recover from losing here, especially yes. if there's some sort of shenanigans involved. It's not the end of the world. But I mean, I still view him as like, I think Drew and Cody are the main people that I can see dethroning Roman. Um, so losing losing to Cross on a pay-per-view might might not be the best way to sort of, to build him up. But you know, that, that he can be rebuilt. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Um more importantly, though, I think we need a good. We just need a very good performance from Carrying Cross here, um, like an actual good physical perform, well, well reviewed performance. I think he needs. I think he he has to be really on the top of his game. I think we have. He. I think he is capable of of that, um, but he hasn't had a lot of opportunities to prove it recently. Uh, and obviously his initial he's st- i think he's still trying to repair the damage from that initial main roster run um so yeah i think he he actually needs to to come out of the gates uh during this match yeah i i agree with you cuz he mm. has been the one person who has redebuted or come back to wwe who has not really had that oh man he's really good match mm, like he's exactly. been in a couple little small squash matches but nothing Nothing like would it be Drew Gulak or something like that? Like he hasn't mm-hmm. really done anything. Like Johnny Gargano's been in there and already had a couple classics. Candice LeRae came back; she already had a really solid match. Braun Strowman hasn't had like that really big, but he's been put in some really situations where he's been elevated and he's the Braun Strowman we know, right? Yeah. Um, all these people who have come back since being rehired have really showed why they were hired and what they are bringing inside the ring. Karen Cross hasn't done it, and it's not his fault. He hasn't been put in a situation like you said to do it. 
but you're right. If he doesn't have that match where you're like, yes, this is what, cause he's got the it factor. He's got the look, he's got the personality. He's got the yeah. intro and he's got the, the valet to yeah. really be a star, but mm-hmm. he has not shown that he is capable of having that 25, 30 minute banger match. Uh, that everybody's like, man, if he can add that to his repertoire, this dude is dangerous. Like he could be a top star if he has it here on Saturday. I think that's going to be a really good step forward for him. Yeah, and I'm curious about Drew Mac. Like, obviously, McIntyre's uh, talent is is not in question, um, but he's not exactly known as a guy who can carry average workers to like a great match. Um, and this could be this could be his opportunity to show that he is that. You know, uh, maybe we'll get maybe. Maybe we'll get a uh, yeah good sort of carry carried workhorse performance from McIntyre as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be good. I think we're going to, like I said, we're going to be wincing a lot because there's going to be a lot of shots with this strap that are going to are going to hurt. Um, yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking that this could be uh, a very very good show. Yes, now, yeah. like I said, there's not a huge. Like star power, not a ton. Like not mm. really like that really marquee. You can make the argument Seth Rollins, who we'll talk about next, is in there. But things like that, they're just it's not there. But man, the matches and the stipulations for these matches is going to be good. Now, having said that, that's a transition to the next match, which I actually think takes a step backwards with the most recent development that Daniel Cormier is going to be the official for this. But the uh, fight pit match between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle, I was really intrigued by it. I still am. But I think with Daniel Cormier in there, I'm less intrigued by it. I think right. you have to work more around Cormier and his limitations as a first-time official in WWE than if you hadn't have had that in there and these two guys could just fight. And right. now I'm like, oh, man, now we got to watch what Cormier's doing and how he does as a referee. We don't just get to enjoy the two beating the tar out of each other because <clears throat> Cormier's going to be involved in this somehow. And this is yeah. going to be like, what is his role in this match? How does he do? Oh, that's so I think it was a mistake to put yeah. him in there. Um, I get why they did it. It's supposed to be the closest thing that WWE has to an MMA cage or octagon right. or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I, I like this match. I'm still looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be good, but I think Cormier takes away from it. Do you think I'm right or wrong in that one? Yeah, I totally agree. Actually, I think, I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's a stunt booking, right? It's um, Triple H flexing his muscles a little bit. He's saying, you know, I can book external you know, start non, non, non wrestle, non pro wrestling stars as well. Um, yeah. And I think this feud is too intense and has been going on for too long for it to suddenly for, for a celebrity non wrestler to suddenly enter the fray takes away from it a little bit. Um, I think maybe there are, if you wanted to bring Cormier on, there's a, there are other ways and other sort of, um, feuds that he could be inserted into, I guess, obviously the, this is a fight pit. So that's why he's there, but um yeah i totally agree like if you wanted to why not just have him announce the match like yeah. you, you've lost pat mcafee so you've got Corey graves and michael cole doing it why not just put cormier on there as a third voice to give you some insight into you know mixed martial arts and what this sort of looks like he wants to do that anyway you know that's really what he's his dream is if he's going to do something for wwe i don't think it's to have a match i think yeah. he wants to be an announcer so why wouldn't you do that why just put him on the outside give an outside perspective from an mma world those MMA fans who are going to flock over to this event and watch this pay-per-view because Cormier is a part of it would still do that. Even if he wasn't in the ring, he just put a normal referee or no referee. I don't even remember how these fight pit matches go. If they have a referee in there, I think they do because you have to submit, right? You have to Mm. pass out or submit or something like that. Yeah. Um, But like, 
I don't know why they did that. I mean, I get it. You've got you got to bring in another audience, and that's what Cormier might do. But yeah, like in terms of the actual match itself, how do you think this is going to go? Like, I I'll fully admit that I and I should have probably done my research on this. I haven't watched one of those fight pit matches all the way through. Are they oh. good? Like, are they like really? So, like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, the last time they did it was in NXT with Riddle and Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, as we, I think we mentioned this last time we talked, but um, bring Timothy Thatcher back, man. <laughs> bring Thatcher back. He was great. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was solid. It was fun. It was it was um, you know it was an enjoyable enjoyable match. I think if you do you remember the the uh, the Lions Den stuff and the um, like during this- the. The dungeon two hearts things, you know that. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. wasn't there like during the attitude era? Wasn't there like Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart? I think. Yes, that's that, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he rammed yeah. his head through the ceiling or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then wasn't there another match where it might have been Shamrock and Owen Hart? I can't remember who it was, but they they had a match in like a in like an octagon, basically. Do you know what I'm talking about? I yeah, remember. I think so. Anyway, I can't remember I who was involved. It's going to be like that, basically. Um, yeah bit weird i think logically if you're looking at it you know from a logical perspective booking wise for rollins to <laughs> agree to get into a essentially an, an octagon with a former professional mma fighter probably not the smartest <laughs> decision um but yeah i'm sure it will be fine hopefully they figure some stuff out um and again it's extreme rules so you know i'm not mad at them doing a gimmicky <clears throat> gimmicky match is um, there any way like- that riddle loses here I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it'd be a bad. I think that'd be a bad idea. Yeah, um, I mean, he's got the history, like you said, right? And right, Seth Rollins has sort of lost a number of times here, but yeah, yeah. Rollins has lost on pay per view a lot this year. He's lost a lot this year to the point where I don't think it matters anymore. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's lost so much that he can just start again. Next. And like, look, it's not AEW. We're not doing like they don't do the rankings here, but um. Yeah, he's already lost so much that I don't think I don't think it matters if he loses if he loses a few more between now and the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, and he just made that comment in the Ariel Hawani interview that he lost three times in a row to Cody Rhodes, and he's like, you know, whatever it is, like I'm better out having been in that and still losing three times. I'm better off now than I was before I went into it. So he, it doesn't bother him. He's just like, and he said it. He's like, I'll just do what they want me to do. I'm good. Like, right? He yeah, seems to be very those- confident that he can make you know, you know, chicken whatever out of yeah you know because he's also i think he's one of those guys where he's like it's not real fighting <laughs> if i lose I'm, i didn't really lose <laughs> yeah I, I i was you know it was it was booked that way um but yeah i i think well i think Rollins will be okay i think riddle needs the win um yeah but i don't know if this is going to be the blow off or not but i guess we'll find out it certainly would be bragging rights if seth rollins could beat him in a match that is you know perfectly suited towards matt riddle but mm. i'm gonna go with riddle here i think that's who i think is gonna win this one you yeah i'm gonna go riddle for sure okay uh ladder match for the raw women's championship bianca biller versus bailey i'm gonna pick bailey in this one i think mm. they want to give the titles to damage control i think that they feel like bailey coming back and being in this title hunt is probably going to be better suited to win it in her first try i could see why if they don't do it i would understand that because bianca biller is bianca biller and she's pretty awesome um but i i think that's what they'll do i think they're going to give the title to bailey i don't know how this match is going to go bianca biller is like super athletic and i think she could do some probably cool stuff with a ladder but that hair is always going to be a factor she's got to work around that Mm -hmm. and i don't know what bailey i mean she's done a couple things with sasha banks that were pretty good but i'm not sure about this match 
I'm going to go Bailey on this one, but this might be the one match that I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not really right. sure, but yeah. I think it'll be good, but I'm going with Bailey. What about you? Yeah. So I think Bailey will win. It's a, this is another tough one because I think that Bailey needs, uh, I think the damage control in general just kind of needs that, that they need to maintain some momentum. Um, I'm not super convinced by their, like I still don't really sort of, I, I'm not viewing them as an actual faction. I'm just viewing them as three singles wrestlers who were just thrown together, but you know, that can change. Um, I, I, yeah. So I do think Bailey's going to win. I think it's going to be a disappointing end to, to Bianca's reign. And I feel like her, her smack, both her SmackDown women's title reign and her raw women's title reign. They were both, they both began very, very hotly, you know, with, uh, with WrestleMania matches with like really well-received WrestleMania matches against two of the biggest female res- wrestling stars of all time, such a banks, Becky Lynch. Um, but they, but the stuff in between has not been super engaging and it's not really her thought, her fault. I just feel like she hasn't really been just didn't feel, it doesn't feel like she's defended that title enough times since she won it, you know, mm-hmm. um, ditto when she was smackdown women's champ so yeah i think it will be disappointing to see her lose i would like her to have a very fighting champ kind of kind of reign at some point but yeah i think bailey's gonna go over for sure yeah she bianca miller needs a really strong singles opponent where it's just one-on-one a grudge we don't like each other kind of thing mm-hmm. the the faction and Alexa bliss and oscar being involved in all of this is sort of taken away from the rivalry feel of this like i don't really get that Bailey and Bianca are just like really not friendly. You know what I mean? Like it's not, they just don't hate each other enough for me to be like, Oh yeah, this ladder match is going to solve everything. I just think there's just too much going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And the tag stuff, like the women's tag, great. They have them, but they haven't had a single tag team to fight against. I don't think they've had a single, I mean, other than toxic attraction, have they defended their belt since they won them? Like uh, that's an interesting one for me too. I think it part of it's because Charlotte's out, Becky's out. There's no banks. There's no Naomi. Um, Ron is doing her thing with Liv Morgan. They just don't have a solid opponent for Bianca Belair. Bailey was it, but Bailey's so busy with her leading this group that she's got kind of two, she's juggling too many things. So yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, finally, in a match that I think is going to surprise some people, like on mm-hmm. paper, this probably shouldn't be that great. But I think Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey in the uh, women's title match for the SmackDown Championship, cha- SmackDown Women's Championship, I think this could be quite good. Like partially because I think Liv Morgan's going to go all out. I, I don't think we expect like the table spot she did uh, a couple weeks ago. Maybe I thought that was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting it. I have a feeling that Liv Morgan in her head has something to prove to people who doesn't, who don't think she can do this kind of match. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to do some crazy stuff, like to the point where I'm like, hey, I don't think she should try that. And she's mm-hmm. probably gonna. So that's where I'm very intrigued by this one, because I think that Liv Morgan's going to go, that extra mile just to shut people up just to go, Hey, I'm Liv Morgan. Yeah. Like everybody thinks I'm cute and I'm all this stuff. And, but like, I'm nuts too, right? Like I I have no problem putting my body on the line and doing things that you don't expect me to do. And I think she's going to do it. And so I have a feeling that this is going to surprise some people. I would give it to Rousey. I think that's who I would put the title on. Right. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm going to go Rousey just because I don't have a, a much of a guess. And I think she's the bigger star here. 
But I am going to say that I think Liv Morgan surprises us with some of the stuff she tries. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Morgan is going to, I think Liv's going to retain here. I think it's going to, you know, then she's going to be 3-0 and against Ronda. I don't really think, I don't think Rousey really that, again, Rousey doesn't really seem to care about losing because it's not real fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, I, I think you're right. This could end up being a, um, a fun sort of gutsy uh performance from 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 both competitors but yeah live you're right that morgan has something to prove and she is not afraid to pull out all the stops when she needs to um but i think i do think this needs to be the end of it though yeah i i i don't know why they had they teased the baszler and rousey stuff and which is why i would do this like i would i would give rousey the title and then i would immediately have baszler come out not that night but like on smackdown the next week or whatever and challenge her and say like look i listen to you like you said, where's my animal instincts? I'm just whatever I'm floating around and doing. And then like the best way for me to prove this is to beat the crap out of you. Right. And to have these two friends really have that match that we've all kind of been thinking in the back of our heads should probably happen at some point. Mm-hmm. That's why I would have Rousey win here. But uh, yeah, I think Liv Morgan, it doesn't have the rep as a, somebody who's crazy. And I think she wants to show that she's just crazy enough to be somebody that you really want to root for here. Okay. So let's talk about, that's all the matches, at least that we know of. They might add something else, but we don't think so. Let's talk about this white rabbit stuff. We've got a few minutes to run through this. So they keep doing the teases on Monday night raw. And we're probably going to get something else here on Friday, SmackDown as we're airing. This This is Wednesday when we record this, they keep giving us clues. Most of those clues keep pointing to Bray Wyatt. But they have thrown in some other things like they had Gacy in the recent one. And we're like, hmm, what does that mean? They're very in-depth. They're very detailed. You really got to follow this stuff. It seems to me and most eras are pointing towards extreme rules being the place that this thing happens. If it's a debut or if it's somebody chasing an actual physical, literal white rabbit or I don't know what they're going to do. But it looks like extreme rules. But there is a theory out there that if this is Alice in Wonderland themed and it is the white rabbit from the Alice in Wonderland fable, if you remember that, or you know, that fable in there, there's the Mad Hatter, which was Bray Wyatt at one point in the Firefly Funhouse. the rabbit's clock or watch is two days behind. So that would put it at raw that mm-hmm. this person would debut. That's a theory that's out there. I don't know how accurate it is. My first question for you, does this happen in extreme rules or are we all expecting it to, and it doesn't? Man, it's hard to say. I feel like I don't want them to string, keep stringing this out. I think people are going to actually like, I mean, people are into it. People who, people, a lot of, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, I think, uh, fan, a lot of WWE fans who are very, very impressed um, and taken with this whole thing. Um, And I think are maybe giving it a little bit, a little bit too much credit for how, creative it is um it's been fun for sure i think i would personally i i i it would be smart to to have to have this finally be revealed at the pay-per-view also adds gravitas to the pay-per-view and and makes you you know lets fans know that big big things happen on at premium live events because people are reason to tune into those so yeah i think it would be smart for that to happen um and then you can do the follow through on on Monday's Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this wasn't the season premiere of Raw the following Monday and it wasn't DX, 
on the show, I would say maybe they hold it off until Monday. Mm -hmm. But I also think if it is Bray Wyatt or somebody debuting that we don't even know, uh, because I think anybody else that we know is going to be a letdown. But if it's somebody new we've never seen before or it's Bray Wyatt, people are going to be super stoked about it. Mm -hmm. And if you give the hint that that person, this thing will be on Raw on Monday for the season premiere, you're going to get all those people tuning in for those ratings hikes anyway. Mm -hmm. So I would have them on Extreme Rules and then I would also have them on Raw. Uh, right, just to get sure. that ratings bump. Cause I think that's important. They want the ratings bump, especially on a season premiere, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's Wyatt. I think the clues are fun. I think it's genius. If you've uh, not seen this for people who are listening to this show right now, WWE actually just hired a long-term storyline director. I think his name is Rob Fee. He used to do uh, Disney shows and Marvel comics and horror film, things like that. He was a producer on that and i guess he's closely tied in some way maybe not closely but he is connected to wyatt they are friends so it's interesting that this is something that wwe has done not only because maybe it might hint towards Bray wyatt a little bit more but also that wwe is very intrigued by how this push of this white rabbit has played itself out and how into it people are and wwe wants to do more of that i think they are keenly interested in going this really worked for us people have really bought in what else can we do long-term where we can spread this out over two months, a month, whatever, and really build something up. And now they've hired a guy to direct a team who only looks at long-term stuff. I think that's ingenious. I think it's super smart. Um, I don't know who this person is very well and if it's the perfect fit for the job, but from what I understand in the reports, I think Sean Ross Sapp uh, from Fightful had said that everybody's really into this guy and they like what he's been doing. Um, so I think that's good news for WWE. Do you think we see more of this type of stuff once this debut comes and goes? Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we're going to see some more sort of long-term, I mean, I hope they don't overdo it for sure. I don't want them to keep doing, you know, these sort of cryptic, uh, scavenger, digital scavenger hunt things all the time. But, um, yeah, I certainly think having someone, uh, who with, you know, with that kind of mindset on the, on the creative team is, is probably a smart idea. Okay, yeah. So that I think that'll be fun. What, yeah. Let's let's do a summary of this pay per view real quick. Let's give it. If you had to give this show what you think it will be, a rating out of five. And whenever mm. we do these pay per views afterwards, we always give it a rating. But going in, having mm. said everything we said about the matches, the people involved, the stipulations, what we think might happen, where are you going to rank this? If you had to predict the level of one to five on the pay per view, five being the best, where do you think this pay per view is going to fall? Yeah, I'd say before we started recording, I was at like a 2.5 and now I'm probably at a 3.5. I'm a little bit more excited now that we've had, we've talked about it and, and stuff like that than I was beforehand. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking if if this White Rabbit thing happens on Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm going a four because I think the Imperium, Imperium and Brawling Brutes match is going to be insane. I think the strap match should be really cool. I think there's at least one or two other matches on this card that could surprise us in a major way. And then if the white rabbit thing happens and it's what we think it is, and that's Bray Wyatt, people are going to lose their mind, right? Like Mm. everybody's this pay-per-view has the potential to be one of the best pay-per-views that is not a major four Royal Rumble Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam of the year. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's how confident I am, even though it doesn't have a Roman Reigns on it, even though there's no Cody on it. Um, I think it has the potential to be that good. Yeah. Whether or not that plays itself out, I don't know. But right. I think it's it's got some real real good potential. And uh, Monday's Raw should be should be interesting. So yeah, season premiere with DX and uh, yeah. the reunion, twenty five years, and whatever else happens with this White Rabbit stuff. If it isn't Saturday, it'll be on Monday. So 
All right, Norman, I'm going to let you run. Thank you very much for uh, for doing this again, breaking down the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. For everybody else listening, this has been another edition of the Sportser Show brought to you by thesportser.com. Uh, my name is Jim Parsons. That was Norman Quarantine. We'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Take care, everybody. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 